0: Welcome to the Movieville.org podcast episode number 66, I'm Garan. Ah,
1: I'm Kushal, and I'm feeling that visual welcome that was better than normal. <laughs> I mean, it's not the same as <laughs> sitting next to you, but it's, it's good.
0: It's good, it's good. Uh, when was the last time we recorded a podcast?
1: <sighs> it was when I was going on and on about that Star Wars shit.
0: I've forgotten about that. You didn't even listen to it. I know you didn't. No, I, as in what? Uh, you mean to listen to it back? Uh, <laughs> did you listen? <laughs> no, 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 I, I didn't listen to it back. Actually, listen I usually it. do listen to them back though, but that was the only one I didn't. Because obviously, that was during the time of uh, movement for me. Yeah, because you're uh, calling in to me from uh, Canada.
1: That's right. That's, that's I'm correct. Really I'm happy with the story. I'm really unhappy with my microphone setup. Let's just
0: move it here. Okay, how's that? It's it's great. It's great for me. Is it great for you? <sighs> it's great for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm currently in Canada, in, in Ontario. Uh, yeah, I'm um, in Ontario. Ontario. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I I was calling Ontario for the longest time, and then I was corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Ontario. So I'm, like, I'm like what's Ontario and I'm like isn't that where we are <laughs> no no sir no no Ontario Ontario. just a, um, a smidgen too posh even for us Ontario <laughs> um, yes yeah, so I've been here I've been here for about oh, just over a month now so it's yeah, it's it's going going well we've been applying for jobs and um, wait does your say recording yes it's yours okay that's good we should carry on <clears throat> Sorry. I was thinking to myself, how many edit points are going to be in this <laughs> episode and then you just added one there. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's been, been good. It's The weather's been pretty insane as in, uh, as, as I'm, I understand. It's been crazy where you are as well. You're, you have no idea. I don't know. It's just pretty w- w- warmer there than it is here.
1: 34 degrees today, 37 degrees tomorrow. And... Thirty-nine degrees on Thursday. When I'm supposed to be going to the beach with work, and apparently it's going to be the hottest day ever in Belgium. It's hot. I mean, we—I don't think we were thinking about this kind of weather when we designed the underwear that people mm. buy. Is just. Mm. I'm this is a different subject.
0: Should we do some trailers? Have you seen any trailers? I have seen some trailers. Yeah, um, Terminator. We've seen the new Terminator trailer that has also released, uh, and it features um a familiar face, a couple of familiar faces, I suppose. So it's called Terminator Dark Fate. Yep. Directed by Tim Miller. Who's Tim
1: Miller? He directed Deadpool. Mm. interesting. Okay. Uh, David Esquire. So, yeah, it be good. Mr. Batman's writing part of the screenplay. Um, Linda... Uh, Is it Hamilton? Linda Hamilton? Linda Hamilton is in it, seems to have Mm -hmm. a prominent uh, position in the story. And that was really exciting. And uh, right at the end of the trailer, they opened a door and Arnie answered, didn't he? Have you seen the trailer?
0: I've seen the trailer, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the new trailer because they released the new trailer for SDCC for the Comic-Con, didn't they? I didn't didn't see that one. Um, Are you a fan of these films? Absolutely. The last good Terminator was probably Terminator 2.
1: Uh, Okay, I wouldn't go that far. That was a legendary film. I like the one with... um, What's his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Did you enjoy that? Yes. I think that was
0: uh, an interesting story and a nice... Mm. uh, a nice inside look. What's interesting, though, quickly about this one is that they've brought back Edward Furlong as John Connor. All oh, um, right, I yeah. didn't, even, I didn't recognize that. Was that him? He's in there. Cool. Well, that's good. So, Maleficent two. Yeah, haven't seen the first one. Uh, what? Yeah, haven't seen the first one yet. No, <laughs> no. Maybe. Okay. Uh, talk, talk. What, what is it about exactly? No okay no just fucking watch it All like right, okay. immediately today after hang on has your other half
1: not seen it either no probably, most likely not okay you both have to watch it
0: i okay yes okay uh shaft <laughs> another one which i haven't actually seen
1: before. okay cool well this is this is this is brilliant Lying and stealing. At least you're not doing that. <laughs> right. Lying and stealing trailer. Have you seen it?
0: Uh, I have seen the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I've heard it very faintly in the background while you're watching it. <laughs> Do you like heist movies? Are you yeah. a fan of heist movies? Yeah, yeah. Is that a good? Yes. I mean, oh, think the coolness of uh, you know Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I'm not sure how to segue from there into uh,
0: <laughs> Aziz Sorry, <Ansari.
1: laughs> into Aziz Ansari. and sorry. So but, Aziz uh,
0: has a new Netflix special, and it's the kind of it's the first one that he's had since his what do you call it? Uh, his thing. His dang. his bang. First, first one since his Um What do you think? What do you think? I
1: think he's had. Um, I think he's had some deep, reflective moments. Mm. I think he's been trying to figure out how to talk about things publicly, mm. without to show that he has framed things in a, a certain way. I mean you know there was a public apology to a person who was unhappy about the event that happened mm. but at the same time he was completely unapologetic about the fact the thing that he didn't mention which is this is a private incident mm. and the circumstances, people can rip those apart. It's nowhere near the same as the, the, as the scenarios that we talk about with uh, people like Spacey and Cosby and, or, or, uh, and, and and some of these other terrible examples. These other people who are basically like predators. Hmm. In fact, Aziz Ansari, Ansari's story came across like he was... Like many of us in the beginning of our days who had very little game. And didn't know how to um, approach certain situations, and, and so it was a completely different situation, but blown out of proportion. Yeah, and that yeah. was interesting to see the effect that it's had. It's had on him. I think it was very. What, what did you? What did you think?
0: You know, I, I, it was, it was very, very. The whole thing was quite reflective, and the whole. I think it was the ending where he kind of just stop jerking around. And he was like very straight about everything. It just felt like, um, it was a very different side of him that we haven't seen from anyone really. Who's, I mean, is not, you know, to be on that platform and to kind of, it didn't come off. I'll tell you what, like a gone, it didn't come off like, like a PR initiative. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, And in fact, I'll, I'll be really honest. I, I mean, I was never a big fan of Aziz Ansari when it comes to, you know, that sort of population of um, Indian comedians Mm. Um, and South Asian comedians. Okay. Mindy Kaling, I think she's brilliant. Kamal Nanjiani is a legend. Aziz Ansari. eh. But this, after watching this special is the Mm. first time I felt he was not a douche. Yeah, like yeah a, definitely. Like, he didn't come across as completely conceited and self-centred, which is what I felt. I don't know why. Yeah. So I think this is the beginning yeah. of something interesting. Let's talk about movies.
0: So San Diego, Comic-Con, the biggest, arguably the biggest comic book convention in the world, uh, was this past weekend. Um, and we... of After Endgame, we were kind of all uh, in limbo as to what was going on with the rest of the franchises and the films and the characters. And we kind of finally have uh, a list of films and series that they have planned. And we have a definitive list and release dates of films and series that are going to come out. And we finally, I think out of all of this, the two that I'm most excited for is Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And also Thor 4, uh, which is going to finally feature uh, a female Thor in the way, in the form of Jane Foster. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to be excited about. Um, your so ut- did they have, to- I don't know anything <laughs> about any of this. So you'd have to tell me more. I mean, did they
1: play trailers? Do they talk they're like they usually do? What what's going so, on? So uh
0: they showed footage of Black Widow, which is the next film that's coming out, which is May twenty twenty, next year. Um so that they showed a bit of footage from that. Uh and they showed a bit of footage from something else, I believe. Uh, but they generally just kind of had the entire cast of all of these films come out on stage. Uh, and they did like a massive photo up and that kind of stuff. Also, Mahershala Ali is going to be playing Blade in the new Blade films film. What? Um, yeah, did, you not, did I send you this? Did you not see the thing? I sound I've not like, had a chance to see any of it. I've just been working and then I came home, put
1: record on and we've been talking. I've not seen anything.
0: Yeah, so Mahershala Ali
1: uh,
0: is the is new Blade. Blade. Is Blade. And they're remaking Blade. Yes. Um Gee. Oh my God. Uh, okay. For, That's exciting. The next Thor will will be directed by Taika Waititi again. Um, okay, that's exciting too. Natalie Portman, Jane Foster will be playing Thor, so the, the female Thor, Lady Thor, with her helmet and all that kind of stuff. Um, don't know exactly how she becomes worthy, um, but that's happening as well. Uh, also, they've talked. There's discussions and talks and confirmations about X Men coming to the MCU. There's also a fantastic four film in development. Oh, and fuck again, off! Not again. I think how many times they're, in, they're integrating it into the MCU as well. So I, you know, man, I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, Is that why Chris also, Evans has stopped being Captain America because he's
1: going to go back to playing the Human Torch?
0: Yep. 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 Probably. Um, So then they've also got uh, Loki. And the Falcon Winter Soldier shows coming out on Disney Plus, again, all kind of coming out in the next couple of years. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is coming in the next couple of years as well. Um, but Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings features the Mandarin. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Have you seen Kim's Convenience before? No. So it's it's a it's a Canadian show. Um, And it's based off a play where they kind of have a convenience, it's a Korean family and they have a convenience store based in Toronto. Um, and anyway, one of the, one of the stars from that show is now playing Shang-Chi in this film. Um, it it was a kind of a fun, exciting little thing from, you know, for me, I guess. Oh, I
1: see. You feel like they're your people now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I see. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of things are happening. Uh, and also WandaVision, uh, Disney Plus series. Is also that a boy band? WandaVision, yeah. Wanda, as in like Scarlet Witch and Vision. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But they put WandaVision together. Interesting. Um, but the fourth Thor film is going to be called Love and Thunder.
1: Fourth so, Thor film is called... I can't say all Thor those film. words. too many words.
0: Uh, also the Eternals movie. Um, what, the band from the 90s? That's r- right. Um, but what's interesting, uh, oh, I'm trying to find... So, the cast for The Eternals. Uh, so, that's expected to, to drop next year. 2020. Okay. Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kumail Langioni, Sama Hayek, Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, Excellent. Yeah. But that all these sounds people like a great on- team. Yeah, all these people were out on stage uh, at San Diego. So there's like, a, there's, if you Google it, there's like a massive picture of kind of all these people in it. Um, yeah, it's another exciting time to be alive. So they're not kind of confirming much about like the Avengers and stuff like that, but like they're moving on to kind of like these individual stories now. Um, very exciting time to be alive.
1: Some people really hate Marvel.
0: I know. Just saying. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about, like, what a world would live in if we didn't have any Marvel films. Like, what, how would it feel if we didn't have Avengers? Like, Well, that, isn't that what it's like for people who don't like them and don't watch them? Hmm. Yes, very likely.
1: Interesting. So You'll
0: be watching Lucifer
1: again. Man. Because Netflix took on the show and made a fourth season and managed to tie up weird, weird bits of story hmm. that were there. Um, that was good. Yep. It's a guilty pleasure. Is really? Lucifer. It's not a great series, but it's just okay. fun to watch. Okay. Um. So yeah, finally, Game of Thrones is over, and we haven't actually spoken since then or recorded, and. No. I think everything has been said that can be said about that last season, season eight, wasn't it? And it's just, I mean, I'm only happy it was shit because the writers were distracted by the Mandalorian (laughs) because it means that they're putting a lot of work into the Mandalorian series. Yep. Um, to the extent where even, I think even Lion King has suffered uh, Mm. a little bit to make the Mandalorian awesome. Mm -hmm. So this is all really exciting. Um, yeah, have you seen Lion King, yeah?
0: Excuse me, no, only, it released here like three days ago. Okay. It released here three days ago, so uh, I think we're planning on watching it this week. Um, You'll love this. Hina's never seen the animated one. Are you kidding me? Hmm. You guys are young. Is that just because yeah. I'm guessing it's, wow. She was kind of all about, all about the princesses.
1: Uh, Stranger Things 3, did you like it? Absolutely. Loved it. Um Do you not think it's it, just um stealing uh Spielberg scenes, overly nostalgic, boring, cheesy, and um bit childlike?
0: It feels like every time Stranger Things or there's like a select number of series that come out right on Netflix, and whenever they do come out, people like go crazy for them. And it just feels like it doesn't it probably doesn't need the amount of attention that it gets. Um, but it's still um an enjoyable experience like when i watch it i do get lost in the universe i i, I want to watch more um but yeah I, I agree i think that's the thing about it it's um it's
1: fantasy science fiction mm. it's mm. and it's done well and i think that's that's what that's what makes it fun it's well cast it's well produced Yes. It's not well so the point i'm making is that it wasn't great writing but it was well cast mm. well produced well directed yeah. and it was yeah. fun to get lost in it for a while so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Dororo.
1: Dororo. Did you ever watch any anime after we made this and I just went on about it and we even made a show? That's a really good way to say something so people can see you hiding behind your (laughs) mic.
0: No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch anything there. Cool. Uh, (laughs) But from your notes, it sounds like you're very excited. Did I make notes? Dororo hyphen Remake. And there's like 11 or 12 exclamation marks. Dororo was uh, one of the first um, animated,
1: well, one of the first animes on Japanese TV made from a manga in the 1960s, I think. And it was a crappy old black and white thing, but the story was intense. It was deep and it was it was definitely was not a children's story Mm. and you don't want children watching this story. Um, This is a remake of that classic. um, Mm. And it's been, the story has been, they've evolved this in, in in iterated the story slightly. Mm. um, And I think it was very enjoyable. Um, It's it's on Amazon prime. Mm. Uh, That's a release for this year. And I think they've done a great job bringing things like this that are not mainstream crap um Mm. to people's attention that was my anime pick for the month i think i am mother i don't know what that is
0: it's on netflix isn't it it's on netflix have you seen it i haven't seen it no yeah forget it pokemon the original anime (laughs) did you watch this i did were you a fan of pokemon's I I was, still am, really. Um, Really? From what? From collecting things, from playing games? Tell me more. Playing the games. Um, This is noisy. So, yeah, Pokemon, I've always been a fan of Pokemon cards, uh, Pokemon games, played yellow, played silver, played gold, played uh, diamond. No idea what you're talking about. Okay, uh, play the games. Um, Watch the the, uh, original anime uh, that started all the anime craze. Um, yeah, Pokemon. You know, you know, from back in the day when anime didn't even exist, and Pokemon like basically made it. Exciting. Anime didn't what? exist.
1: <laughs> anime didn't triggered, exist. Triggered.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? Anime didn't exist no, till JK, JK. Pokemon. Uh, I watched the get. I watched the film, hoping. To ex- like, expecting some kind of Pokemon battles to be had uh, and then when I came out of it I was like oh this didn't feature like a big triumph from ending with the battle and all this kind of stuff but was really just a de- detective film with Pokemon.
1: Well I don't know about any of these things and I watched the film and by the time the film finished I didn't know about any of those things um, it was a very strange experience uh, but probably the best Ryan Reynolds what's his name? Ryan Reynolds yeah. movie I've seen mainly because really? his face wasn't in it. Not
0: so it. But You watched you watched X-Men Dark Phoenix the X-Men but were you yes. in the audience for Dark Phoenix was that, was that you?
1: Yeah I think so and it still wasn't that good um, okay. man I don't know who they're trying to make these films for is it X Men comic people? Is it the movie fans? Because they fucked up that weird timeline. No one knows what's going on, when, what happened, and why some people exist, and why this person's dying or that person is now dead, and what is going on. Yeah. Royally fucked up movie franchise. Um, And this is just the next chapter of that.
0: Aladdin came out, though. What do you think of Aladdin? (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: Aladdin was awesome. I think it was really good. I think it's, uh, I think that's one that Disney got right. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, Will Smith. Again, he's in it, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a Disney Bollywood movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and it's, uh, I mean, it's Guy Ritchie.
0: Yes. It it, it showed. You can just, like, you watch it and there are certain sequences it's like, am I watching a Sherlock, Aladdin crossover? Like, what's going on? Like, it. Yeah, no, it was it, um, very enjoyable.
1: Um, I mean, I so I went to watch it with my niece, and she okay. absolutely loved it.
0: Mm. So, um, yeah, it didn't it didn't just come off as um, a kind of trying to paint over it. You know, it came off as an homage to the or the animated one, whereas Beauty and the Beast was kind of like let's let's almost try and remake it shot for shot, almost.
1: Yeah, I also think that Disney did a great job at um, making the music and casting. And uh, lots of people are complaining about, you know, oh, this person's not from that part of the world, or I mean, it's a made-up part of the world. Fuck off! And um, you know, yes. she's uh, from this background and half from this other background, and it's like, oh, fucking, watch the movie and see what amazing, what an amazing job she yes. does. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, Disney. Disney, uh, surprising me. I didn't think that they could make something like that.
0: See, but this is interesting, right? Do you, do you remember a few months back? I think it was, my, I say a few months back, it was a few episodes back now where, and you probably still feel the same, and I still I understand why you feel the same, but it will be interesting to see your perspective now is you were very afraid of the direction that Disney was going, right? In that they were basically ingesting everything that you grew up with, right? Oh, that that's that's still fucking frightening. I think as a corporation, they
1: are uh, f- more frightening than Facebook. Facebook mm. is nothing compared to the, the fear vibes from, I mean, they are trying to own everything,
0: mm.
1: but I think they're, I mean, they know what they're doing. Mm. I think uh, they are sleeping. Well, they are a giant mm. and yes, everyone talks about how within a few years, Netflix has, uh, Grown so big, and they're bigger than Disney, and they've done this and mm. Look at the production quality of some of these yep. Netflix shows, and mm. then compare it to Disney creations. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think Disney is going to turn around and bat their I think giant hand and flick Netflix off the map at some
0: point. I think D twenty three is going to be very interesting. Uh, their kind of their yearly Expo thing, uh, which is happening in August, I believe. Is that um, Eminem's rap band? This is it's is the sequel to D twelve, yeah. It's it's a sequel plus one, <laughs> minus one. Sorry. Quick um, math, quick math. Uh, yeah, no, um, and I I think just watching the little the you know tiny bits of footage we've seen from the Mandalorian solidifies what you just said. Um, you just look at the production quality on Man- the Mandalorian, and it, like I said to you this the last episode, it feels like we're watching a movie. But to think that is going to be a series, like even Game of Thrones wasn't even on that level. That's you look crazy. at the effects, the production quality, everything. Like it just is next level. But this brings us to Spider Boy, far from men. You seen the latest Spider Man? I did see the latest Spider Man. Do we think it's good? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, enjoyed it. Lacking a bit from Homecoming, but I definitely enjoyed it. So it was entertaining and it was funny. Apart from entertaining? That,
1: it felt like the last chapter of Endgame.
0: Yeah, Without yeah it, it was. It,
1: it was a bookend. So, I mean, if you haven't seen Endgame, mm. you cannot watch this film. It, nothing right. makes any sense. No. So that's weird. That's like I'm watching a chapter of a Netflix series in the cinema that has a prerequisite of ten films.
0: I feel like, I mean, for the, I can't just take
1: someone and go cinema and watch it because they're going to be like, "Who's that guy?" and "What the fuck is going on?"
0: For the purpose of time, I won't delve too much into what you've just said. (laughs) But yes, you are right. (laughs) You are absolutely right, and it goes against what Stanley's said before about comic Mm -hmm. books is that. Every comic book that you read should basically be catered towards someone who's approaching comic books for the first time. Right. I'm paraphrasing massively. Now, you, know, you that wasn't the quote, but that's kind of what he's, he's getting at, right. I'm, I'm sure he said that something
1: along those lines and I'm sure straight afterwards, a producer said, yeah, but how do we hook them into the rest of the series because <laughs> you're going to impact our profit margins if we can't get them to have a requirement to watch all of the others, because if you yeah. don't stitch them all together than the individual films, then yeah. we're missing out on uh, added value opportunity. Yes. Douchebags.
0: But also, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. With what? Spider-Man, with how you need to watch Endgame to watch, to get this and that kind of thing. You don't. But what if someone
1: who's had not seen anything, mm. who's a big Spider-Man fan, mm. hasn't watched The Avengers, mm. just wants to watch this film? Do they have their own podcast and they're talking about it? what no okay look what they did was they went to see homecoming yeah then they went to see far from home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they don't understand it and Mm -hmm. how is iron man dead
0: (laughs) what the fuck is going on yeah I, i get it i know um I don't know. I, I kind of agree with it. I I I don't know. I just it just feels like it makes sense. It makes sense. Like Spider Man was such an integral te- integral character of Infinity War and Endgame. Eventually, it just felt like it felt like the right way to end things.
1: Are you saying that if you're just watching the Spider Man films and you're not watching these other films, then you need some movie watching advice? You don't really know what the fuck you're doing, and you need to just deal with it.
0: No. no. I, I don't it, know. It sounds it, like that's <laughs> what It feels like if you're going to watch these films, right? I don't know anybody who will watch Spider Man but won't watch The Avengers. If you're a fan of Spider Man, right? If, why wouldn't you be a fan of The Avengers and the Spider Man, like the films that he appears in?
1: Because Spider Man is a scientist.
0: Uh, so is Tony Stark. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to win this argument. I have not prepared to win this argument.
0: Also Bruce Banner.
1: Man, I, was, I was actually thinking of Doctor Strange and uh, Hulk and Thor, but fuck it. All right, let's just get on with the next subject.
0: Um. So we did this thing. We um, did a thing. So we, we did a thing and we uh, had a discussion around a film that we wanted to kind of break down and talk about. And we should have done this probably about 45 minutes ago um but but there's a a new film on netflix called see you yesterday uh and is a uh, time travel film is i guess what it can be described as okay um how the quick synopsis is um they're two best friends and they build a pair of time machines and use them in order to save the life of uh one of their brothers um that's the premise of the film. Uh, it's obviously a lot deeper than that. But that's why we're talking about it. So so was that a spoiler? Really? Because that was in the synopsis. It's in the trailer as well.
1: Okay. And should, will there be any spoilers? Yes, absolutely there will be. <laughs> so what does that mean for someone that hasn't watched it?
0: Spoiler alert? Spoiler alert? Spoiler shitstorm? If you haven't seen it, you should probably pause it. And if you care enough to come back to listen to this podcast... If you haven't seen it, pause it. Pause this. Oh, pause this. Yeah. Pause this. And if you really want to, then you can come back and listen to our breakdown. Or, fun, fun activity, listen to our breakdown whilst you're watching the film.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Right? I, yeah,
1: make the, I don't know if how... I was about to say, it might make the film less enjoyable, but I have opinions about how enjoyable this film is anyway. Mm. But okay, so I mean, do you like this film? Is a good film?
0: I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but it it definitely brought up some questions in my mind just yeah. um, about the kind of mechanics it used um, from a storytelling perspective.
1: So um, we're going to dig into this film and we're going to do a bit of a structure breakdown for... Yeah. Basically, we'd like to do this for ourselves, because we both like to do writing of stories. Hmm. And so, a great way of learning how to do that is to break down other people's stories and find out why it's good, why it's bad, and what we think of the themes and the plot and all this shit. So, uh, Go on, then.
0: You liked it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I I enjoyed it. Um, It wasn't like, again, like I said to you, it wasn't the best thing I've ever watched, but it, it definitely... It was the first film I've watched where we've kind of set aside a bunch of questions and it's kind of forced me to look at the film and question some things and delve into kind of why these things work and why they don't. Uh, and one of the biggest questions, I just d- dive straight into it? Yeah. One of the biggest things that came from this film for me was kind of the ethics around time travel. Now, uh, in the film, the, there's two characters, I mean, two main characters. There's a female, her name is CJ Claudette, we call her CJ, uh, and her best friend, who is um, Sebastian. Sebastian. Now, um, CJ's brother is involved in a shooting, uh, or he's he's a victim of a shooting, shall I say, um, that's been done by the police uh, because the police confused him with um, a criminal, or a paracriminal. And uh, CJ and her friend, Sebastian, have developed these time machines, and they are doing everything they can to try and go back into the past and try and change this shooting. Now, for me, it seemed like, whilst that's a very romantic idea of, let's escape, let's live in the universe for a second, for a moment, and, and that's, let's, just, let's just pretend that time travel exists. Um, the idea of going back and trying to change something that's already transpired feels dangerous to me. So the idea of going back in time and trying to change something like this, it felt... Uh, wrong to me, but obviously it was a film, so I'm watching it from the perspective of a film. Now, going back in time and trying to prevent the shooting from happening didn't cause, uh, didn't lead to positive results, and um, it led to CJ kind of trying to right these wrongs over and over again, uh, leading to disastrous consequences. Every time she went back in time, something else had changed, uh, and her friend died, Uh, Sebastian died, or uh, her brother had kept dying, or one of them died and one of them didn't, and it didn't seem to go right. And by the end of the film, we're left with kind of a figure it out for yourselves kind of thing. Um, yes? Okay, so, <clears throat> and
1: I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the butterfly effect because I feel that films like that, films like t- previous time travel films, Massively overshadow mm. new films, mm. no, um, no. and the point of the story is is comes back to things like a, a change of phrasing. Yeah. So, if, if, if uh, we start with act, uh, act one. So, I'm a big fan of the four act structure. Yes, I will quote other filmmakers when mm-hmm. they say, "Fuck the three act structure." We start off in Act 1 and they are the motivation, CJ's motivation is she wants to do this presentation for school and she's, uh, you know, talking to a teacher and the teacher's telling her, you know, she's amazing. Yeah. And Sebastian is amazing. They're the best kids in school. Yeah. But rarely for um, American TV, this is um, um, a black girl and a black boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, and then the rest of the cast Mm. is non-white cast. Mm. So that feels like a big part of the motivation for making this, which Mm. I 100% respect. But that in itself doesn't make it a good film.
0: Mm. no.
1: And that is where my issue is. I yeah. really want to like this film yeah. for personal reasons, political yes. reasons, uh, the fact that something like this that's been produced like this, that's been cast like this, that has yeah. characters with a background like this just doesn't exist, and it needs to, we need more of this. Yeah. Like We need um, a black girl nerd as a character who doesn't get sexualized, who doesn't fall into too many stereotypes. Mm. There was so much effort put into... Um, her character and her, her environment and her family mm. to the, to the extent where fucking Michael J. Fox is her teacher and he's yeah. quoting Christopher Lloyd's lines from back <laughs> to the future.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that is, uh, that's amazing. That's an, mm. a, it's an amazing intro to a character. And it, in fact, it was so powerful that it almost overshadowed the rest of the movie and nothing mm. else really happened. Mm. And when that is the highlight of your movie, <laughs> there is a big problem. It's almost like that scene was filmed afterwards just to try and make the film better. <laughs> like, why well, this feels a bit shit. What should we do? Let's call Michael J. Foxy what we're doing and <laughs> yeah. get him to support it, you know, just sort of come in and say, oh, hello, I'm the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, okay, so let's just, but, but so why is it shit? That, that's the point of this discussion. Motivations. Okay. What's her motivations at the beginning? She wants to do a presentation.
0: Yeah, it's for the expo. It's a science expo coming up, and they want to basically win, and they want to go to MIT. Um, they basically want to make something of their lives. Now, this is... That's I also rare. Us-
1: when, I say, when I say it's rare, what I'm mm. trying to say is that it's very common in impoverished societies in America for people to give up, for kids to give up, for kids to not believe that this is a thing, that progression in education is not just part of some system that's designed to oppress mm. um uh, uh, poor people, yeah, and black people, mm. to for that feeling and that knowledge to not overpower e- even children. Yeah, that that's what I'm trying to get at. Sorry,
0: mm. carry on. Yeah, um, and I think I, I made notes on this film when I was watching it, and it was just kind of looking at just what you've just said. Is that it's, that it's, it's so rare to find a film like this that uh, doesn't just kind of um, paint people of color in a you know a light of their criminals and all this kind of stuff it was it was much more than that it was much deeper than that and it was uh, someone who wanted to make something of their life right and one one of the notes i wrote down was about this was that she was trying to make money on the side but instead of instead of selling drugs and all that kind of stuff what she was doing was selling tech um which again kind of further kind of uh, added to her character which I really appreciated and it was just it was little things like that like you said she wasn't sexualized she wasn't an angry black woman she wasn't any of these tropes that were uh, hang on a minute she was fucking angry I mean she was angry afterwards but she wasn't angry generally like she was angry because of reasons but she wasn't angry for the sake of being angry right? like it didn't I, I know what you're saying yeah okay <laughs> I'm, just being, I'm just being a douche um, and that's what I appreciate about this film but it didn't, it didn't they some of the stereotypes that we're used to from i don't know what the films are con i'm trying to think of an example of um i don't know maybe a quentin tarantino film or something i don't know um where we're used to kind of uh, people of color being these stereotypes drug dealers or you know um whatever criminals there was kind of none of that here and then to see a kind of an all black cast minus Michael J. Fox um, was refreshing, especially in a film like this, where it's a topic of, we, we talked about this when uh, I said this to you before we started recording, when we were doing the Black Panther episode and we had the whole conversation around, well, you kind of, it was your, your kind of point about technology and kind of how Africa would have been way more advanced had they had the opportunities and all this kind of stuff. Um, it was really interesting to see kind of how they intertwined technology into um sorry not technology science into the kind of whole a uh, 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 time travel thing as well i don't understand any of the science behind it
1: it wasn't really science to okay. be honest it was a lot of it was just the usual mumbo jumbo pseudoscience that's used with just words here and there thrown in to make it it's like when you're listening to medical stuff on mm. Grey's Anatomy and she's just written medical thing, talks about medical thing. Yeah. And then the experts come in and say, oh, use these words because this kind of thing would have happened. But even that's more respectful and more yeah. accurate compared when it comes to uh, technology and science. It's just, I don't know why there's no consultants for this stuff. Mm. This you know, Anyway, I've complained about that before. So, But yeah, I, I think that all that was like mostly nonsense. Uh, they could have done mm. a much better job being slightly more true to scientific theories around how mm. time travel might work instead of just giving them a fucking Ghostbusters backpack with a hose pipe sticking out of it. Yep. Let's get the hose pipe attached to their wrist. Yep. What? Why was that? I? I won't ask. I won't ask that question because it's too much. So what changes? I mean, you know, this is the beginning of the opening of the thing. And we've introduced all the characters, Sebastian, Calvin, Eduardo, the guy who's a massively stereotyped Um, um, Latino guy who likes her and whatever. And then they try and go back in time and it doesn't really work. And then then they manage to do it. And now they can go back in time. Yep. And they've done it. They're gonna. They've, everything's changed. It was, it was the tubing. It was the tubing. They fixed the tubing. <laughs> they it, fixed the tubing. And then now they can go back in time. And so that's, that should be the end of the movie, except her brother gets killed. Mm. I mean, they, they they foreshadow it by going back once and having the guy run over. So there's an interesting piece of foreshadowing where they go back in time and they do something silly and it changes the present very slightly and a guy gets injured. Mm. And that foreshadows that bad things can happen if you go back in time. Yeah. This whole ethical thing and mm. almost philosophical thing that we shouldn't fuck mm. with time. That's mm-hmm. the subject. Is if you fuck yeah. with time, time will fuck back. Mm. That's, That's a strange <laughs> phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I will fuck you back. Um, <laughs> so, so they do that and um, her brother gets killed and now everything's different. So what's the motivation now? Because now we're in act two because that is the... The Adam Skelter calls it the impetus. That's the impetus that takes us into the inciting incident Mm. that takes us into Act Two. And now she has a time machine and a brother was killed. And genius. It will take a genius to work out what she's going to do next.
0: Enter the Bible.
1: That was just stupid. That whole circuit board thing was even, was like gold sprayed circuit boards. It was such a fucking load of nonsense and insulting technological Quantum scientific mumbo jumbo. Quantum. And I'm so, I'm, I'm irritated that that was happening because yeah. people today, I mean, I'm fucking old compared to these kids who are growing up and many of them know they need to learn how to code, they need to know about technology, they need to know how to build computers, how computers work. They must be having the same reaction, watching this stuff and saying, that is nonsense. None of this stuff is actually, these words don't even make sense put together. Nope. Why have they created this as a as, as the dialogue for this movie? I mean, who the fuck put this together? That is mm. very irritating and blows you out. Yep. Just like the Michael J. Fox thing is, mm. is, is a fourth wall breach as far as I'm concerned, especially mm. when he's quoting Christopher Lloyd. Yep. So we've had all these fourth wall breaches and disappointments and contract breaking already. And then a Brothers Guild, and now it's the most pathetic yeah. 2 plus 2. Have you, know the, have you heard of the 2 plus 2 thing? No. Universal Contract is 2 plus 2. Yeah. Show the audience one thing, show them another thing, let them put it mm. together. The thing is, when it's too obvious and it's mm. too contrived,
0: yeah.
1: it's just irritating. Yes. Did you see my Netflix tweet?
0: No. Okay. What did you say?
1: I couldn't find the feedback form, so then I put, there's a problem with the video, and I wrote, the story is cheesy and predictable. <laughs> I don't know how to complain.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Because <laughs> uh, that's technically a video problem? Yes. So anyway, now we're in act two, and now yeah. her brother's been killed, and she wants to do something about it. So what 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 is happening here?
0: So she has to go back and try and change it. Okay. And thus is the thus we enter the other uh, ethical quandary is that should she go back and try and change something that's already happened, um, especially when she knows this is this is the thing right? It, it it bothers me when you have a question like this. Like if we if, if we can bring something like this up, should her character be answering this question? And if they're not answering the question, do we continue watching? Like, do we, is this a film we? Are they respecting the audience by, you know, if this is an ethical issue, and one of the main characters, uh, Sebastian, if he's questioning himself, and CJ is blindly ignoring everything that he's saying, and she continues to do that, is do you know what I mean? Like, is is there an end of the film? Like, do we continue respecting this character? Do we do we even continue watching or respect what's happening in this universe if if she's not willing to respect the laws of the universe? Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And in and fact, that was a yet another disappointment in this mm. in this script because Sebastian turns around and he says, do we really want to fuck with the time-space continuum and go back mm. in time and change an event, an, time, an actual death of someone? And I was thinking, yes, dude, well said. Yeah. He's now playing that conscious mind. She was like, you know, you're an asshole, and he's my brother and all this mm. fucking stuff. And it's like, okay, fine, that's the motivation. Mm. And then that dialogue should have continued. He mm. should have said no, I don't want to do this. It should have been a major conflict. Even if you went back with her, you see, he went next morning, he came along and he goes, ah,
0: fuck the space time continuum. Let's do it. Now, now this is the other conversation, right? So is it, okay, now I'm going to try and, I'm trying to articulate this as as well as I can. Now that very conversation that they had, right? About, uh, do we want to fuck with this? Stay space space time continuum. Is it more than that? Right now, as a a metaphor or uh, allegory of, Forgive me if I'm describing it wrong. As a metaphor, now are they talking about uh, the overall issue of these killings by police in in communities? Like, are they talking about that? Because they can't if they can't change that, and they're trying to fuck with it in the wrong way. How are they going to change it? Does that make kind? Does that kind of make sense? Like,
1: yes, yes, it does. And and yeah, I think it's a it is a metaphor, and I think it is. Um, uh, that that metaphor of or almost of desperation of could we go back and change this and I think it comes back to something that you said you said oh he was conf- the police were confused so they mm. shot him yeah uh, I don't know uh, I rewound it and watched it a couple of times um yeah. I think the you know the one dimensional police characters that they had <laughs> yeah um who barely had enough uh uh script to act off of. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i think i mean yes everyone hates the police in america and the police are the bad guys in society especially in this part of society but you cannot i mean they're, they're, they there they still need more depth in this kind of situation especially when they were very obviously not confusing him they had just selected to target him to solve their own problem. That's actually what happened. They they had done what many police seem to have done um, in America: where they targeted someone, yeah, because it was uh, e- either because they had a desire to, or it was convenient, or whatever,
0: mm.
1: yeah. And there was no communication, no negotiation, no nothing. And bang, you just hear the gun. Yeah. So I think that taking it from that perspective. Then, yes, you can see how powerful that motivation is. Because then the motivation is not just, I want to save my brother. It's, can we fix the, what this wrong shit just once? Mm. Because someone else in the neighborhood or, had already been killed and that was part of the story.
0: Mm.
1: So, yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's lots of motivation. I think the thing that disappointed me was not the motivation. I think that was well done. I think she was, uh, character was believable and she would do that. Mm. So, the trouble was Sebastian, he was a little bit two-dimensional, and he a little bit came along and said, oh, yeah, fuck space time and Mm. ethics and all this stuff. It was like, I I, I also loved him. Mm. Yeah, but that's not the purpose of your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The purpose of your character is to have the actual philosophical argument and to object and to have conflict in the scene. Mm. You are a pointless character if you're just going to agree
0: with her. That's just uh, bad writing, bad writing um but this was it and there was no this is the problem there was no exploration of this ethical quandary right it was just uh okay maybe even if we add the question to the script it should be okay because we've covered our bases right we've covered our bases we've asked the question maybe the ethics are sorted out now but then no 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 love conquers all because that's it feels like in films these days that's that is what what it is, right? Love conquers all. Every every you know, everything can be solved with love. But as this is what I kind of appreciate the film, right? By the end of it, she was she wasn't in any better situation. She was constantly running, right? She she kept trying to change what she can't change. And I don't know if her running was under the metaphor of running away from her problems or running from the real issue at hand. Is that maybe that's not the way to solve problems by trying to change these things. Maybe to look at the wider picture maybe is the, is the, is the more productive thing to do rather than looking at this, uh, um, what's the word? Um, isolated incident whilst will be important. Don't get me wrong. Obviously I think by looking at the wider picture and looking at the wider community, is that what we need to, where we need to start? I don't, I don't know if that's, what they were going for I mean I know I read a I read an interview um with one of the writers of the film and they were they were trying to get across um the viewers is up to the viewers to kind of decide one of them viewers to decide what you know where she kind of went basically at all how she tried to fix the issue um but I think she was hung up on this trying to change just one isolated incident she just thought fuck everything else I'm gonna fuck with this and I want my brother back. but there was no acknowledgement of that in any way in the story of, are you looking at the wider consequences of what's going to happen to the
1: universe? No, no, there was, there was not really much of an exploration there. I mean, it, it's weird because like who, who, or what was the antagonist in this film? Oh, was, was there idea. an antagonist? Yes. The police.
0: If you ask me, she was her own antagonist.
1: <laughs> she was her own <laughs> antagonist. I, I, I think uh, in, in a weird way, time and the inability to change time was the antagonist. Because if you're thinking about the pinch points in the middle of every sequence, the pinch points were time fighting back the first time she gets delayed and they actually Mm. run out of time. Then they try and use the golden fucking sprayed circuit boards to increase Mm. the amount of time they can have. And all this this other nonsense.
0: This was it. And it said, I think it was throughout the film. You can't fuck with time. Like, but she didn't quite, none of the characters seem to understand that. Even when Sebastian had said it over and over again, and she didn't understand it, the main character wasn't. Even though she was, yes, presumably smart, smart as hell, she wasn't smart at all because she kept trying to fuck with the same, th- the one thing that you cannot fuck with, and it's time. She kept trying to do the same thing over and over again. It's the definition of insanity: It's trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So she tries to do this. She
1: tries to do this thing. It doesn't work. Yep. And, and so now we're in the third act, and she's like, well. Let's do it different. Yeah. Now this was, this is where I think the story broke down completely. Okay. The point of the, 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 the midpoint, if you insist on sticking to the religion of three acts
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or the, or the end of the, the second act, the beginning of the third act yep. in a four act structure. Yep. Is the, is is literally the end of the second act. At the Mm. end of the second act, what has to happen is that the motivation has to change, the approach has to change, Mm. and there's a realization or a revelation um, that what I was trying to do is not the right thing to do. In this story, that revelation was such a small adjustment that it it had almost no effect. Mm. It was, I won't go back and try and save him or whatever. I'll try and just stop the robbery completely mm. to stop the event from happening. Yep. Uh, I'll go back a bit further and she mm. engineered whatever mm. she was going to do. So, I don't know. That was really pathetic uh, beginning to, mm. to the third act
0: mm.
1: and then everything kind of goes wrong. Mm. She stabs herself in she shoots herself in the foot by just breaking all the rules again, as if she hasn't learned from a previous experience, which is also really difficult to watch. And then Sebastian is dead, which is yep. again, super predictable. Mm. And, you know, I don't know where to complain to Netflix about this. <laughs> it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, and so the low point where everything that she's tried has failed mm. Yeah, so in, it, we have a story where her revelation has been minor, yep. and then everything's fallen apart, and we've reached the low point of the story, which is at mm. the end of Act 3. And yep. the low point is her friend died, yep. really obviously. Our brother's already died, now our friend's died. But it's also a weird low point because her brother's back. And now yep. it gets really fucking weird because she's not talking to her brother like she's annoyed mm. at him. Yep. But the whole yep. of this beginning of this film, we've been watching trying her trying it. to get her brother back. Yeah. Yeah. And now she doesn't want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not even sure what that says about women and emotions. And I was like mm. sitting there going, really? I don't, who even, did she even complain about this as an, as an actor,
0: which was yeah. reading it. Is this like a fair, oh man. But then there's a bigger issue, yeah. which then happens is that in this new timeline, her brother then develops these six sensibilities where he feels like there's something off about this specific timeline. And it's like, oh, hold on a second, is this explained at all? Like how do we, is this some kind of spiritual thing that he's feeling? Is he angry at something or is he feeling that he's going to die? Do, do you know what I mean? It it, 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 so, it uh, was I, just this uh, thing. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I think the predictable, annoying MacGuffin in this, um, story was actually her brother's sudden magical sensing yes. ability. Yeah, where everything's changed. His dice game has changed. His whole attitude has changed. He's quiet. He's like he could feel something. What, feel we're now inflating. getting? Yeah, we're we're now getting into the realms of spirituality and. Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, six senses and and, mm. and things which have got nothing to do with something that was very simply a time travel thing. We're, yep. we're now adding in an, an extra dimension, which mm. previously hasn't really been mentioned at all. Mm. And is seems to be there just to drive the story forward to the next point and mm. have him involved. Where normally he shouldn't be involved because he should be saying, I'm alive, I don't really feel any different. Mm. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Time travel. Yeah, Yep. She should have had a better reason to show him the video. Mm. So that was, again, major disappointment. And that, mm. this is this is what I mean by the second, the, 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 the third, sorry, the third or fourth acts of this is where it really fell apart. Mm. So she shows him the video. So then what happens?
0: It is, she doesn't believe her, whatever. He thinks it's weird. And now he wants a part of it. Um, and now he wants to help. And he didn't need really help with it. I mean, he just kind of hangs around, hovers around whilst, whilst they try and fix the tubing or whatever. And um,
1: they do it again.
0: They yeah. He's drove. just
1: standing there watching them with their VR headsets on, which I think was the Rift S. <laughs> Here we go. Very nice VR <laughs> headset um, <clears throat> with the building headphones. I think, I mean, it, was it the? I mean, it could have been the, I don't think it was the valve. The valve has a sort of puffy earpiece. The valve is the, valve. The guys that made Half-Life have made the own headset. The Valve Index is coming out later <laughs> on this year. I'm a big VR fan. Um, yeah, I, I've gathered. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've gathered. So, um, but we could, but it was like, again, weird, because they're in VR, but we can see part of what they can see in VR. But those headsets are not really made for that. Those are VR headsets. What they should have been using is augmented reality headsets, which merges mm. your environment with what you're seeing, mm. which would have made much more sense. Mm. Um I'm not sure if they tried to make that scene the comedy where they were looking at stuff and he couldn't see what they were doing or what. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Eduardo yeah. is a genius, right? He made a quantum circuit board and all this other stuff. Yeah. So he's obviously a nerd as yeah. well. Obviously. No problem dealing with the fact that she's gone back in time, yeah. fucked with the space-time continuum, mm-hmm. got her brother killed, now mm-hmm. got her friend killed, yeah. still wants to go again even though this is not working. Not a single still wants complaint. to date her. Still want to date her. Him. Not that she's this time psycho. Nope. Uh, <laughs> obsessed time psycho. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those kind of things make that character very, very uh, one-dimensional and mm. not believable at all. Mm. In fact, he just became a stereotype very, very quickly. Mm. Yeah which is uh, another point of frustration. And uh, what we're doing here, we're not, I I mean, I'm not saying all these things to just tear down this film or this script. I want to explore why it was a bit shitty.
0: Mm. So it's, it's, it's the following It's the next act that makes kind of, it, it probably features the most powerful scene in the film right now. It's, it is the climax, right? You've, which you kind of put here in your notes is, and it is the them finally getting to uh, her brother and the police at the moment of kind of um where he gets shot and he's trying she's trying to convince him um to basically uh run run from the police okay and and this is where i have
1: the the biggest problem with this story right her motivation in act 2 was to go back and stop her brother from dying. Yeah. In act three, it was the same. Mm. And then in act four, her motivation was to go back, stop Sebastian from dying. Yeah. By doing what? Yeah. But so they teamed up together Mm. and now they're going back and he, she's going to, do what didn't work the first time, which is Mm -hmm. get to her brother, but now she knows how to get there because she knows the route she needs to take because of all the time can't get in her way because she's figured out all the obstacles in in a a weird story point that seems to become Groundhog Day.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, Just for a moment. And she's going to convince him. Mm -hmm. And this this is the plan. She's going to convince. This feels like the same plan Mm -hmm. gone wrong for the third or fourth time. She had dog tags. She had the dog tags, which is just another way of doing the same plan. Yes. So it's an incremental version of the same plan. Yep. And this is where you've completely groin punched yourself (laughs) and destroyed your story because the point of a, of a
0: climax. uh, (laughs) Wow. I've never said that phrase before. We we could have got a whole episode without any any, any innu- innuendos ah, The and you, Point of a climax.
1: Fuck. Okay. How the story? How the story motivation is supposed to change? Is it the character's motivation or the character's uh, viewpoint? She's hit an all-time low at the end of Act Three. Mm. Th- at this point, she should be learning from her previous uh, experiences. And using that insight to change what she's going to do now, and she doesn't—it really doesn't feel like she's changing anything much. She's just using the same approach at a different point in time, Um, and that is terrible. That is a a terrible way of of climaxing. That's a terrible way of getting to the climax of a story. Yeah, uh, because it's the only fact. The only thing that made it a climax. The only thing that was the confrontation with the police. Mm. which seems to be completely separate from her mm. personal journey, yeah. which, you know, the only thing that ended was she got her friend back, mm. but now her brothers did.
0: Mm.
1: And weirdly, he didn't vomit when he died. He just faded out like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we've got this weird Michael J. Fox reference again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think that was terrible but now, uh that brings us back to the point you're making, which is that they have this standoff with the police mm. what do we think what do we think from here?s this a great ending? Should it um, have ended there? should it have started there? Should it have carried on should they what 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 do you think?
0: It feels like they could have done a they they could have finished it a different way, but because they'd already built up towards that in the weird incremental fucking it up with time they'd fucked themselves already they couldn't they couldn't have finished it any other way really um, the the climax of the film like I said was probably the most powerful part of the film but it it felt like it was I want to be careful with this now. I don't want to say it was just added in for effect because it wasn't just added in for effect obviously it was it was Built up towards with the kind of with the foreshadowing with the news, uh, with the news reports and all sorts of stuff, and also but by it, the omission. The what? The omission of the actual scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I'm not sure. I it. it the, after all that had happened, it it should have. It probably the most ideal way of finishing it. Probably would have been to have respected that. And respected the laws of time and space, and left it at that. But it didn't go that way. She she wanted to carry on. She wanted to try it again. And then I watched. She would have done. Maybe she would have taken a skateboard or a bike this time. I don't know.
1: So she runs off like a Ghostbuster yep. towards the screen. Yep. Seemingly intent on changing time again. Yep. So what was the fucking point of watching her brother die and having all that whole emotional scene? What does she learn from it? What's changed? Mm -hmm. What's her new world? So the new world, which you show at the end of a movie is the character's new revelations, or they're either going back home and they're personally changed or their world has changed and they're doing something different. What's her
0: new world? Mm. Does it, everything's still the same. If anything, if anything, everything more fucked up than when she started, (laughs) it's the opposite. (laughs) It's, it's the complete opposite. She's, she's made massive enemies with Jared and her boys. Like she's fucked him up time and time time Again, because he got run over, broke his arm, yeah, threw slushes at his face, yeah, embarrassed him in front of his girl. Like, all these things have happened to her now. When she sees him again, I don't know how happy he's gonna be. Happy, you know, is- like, happy, happy he's gonna be. All right, <laughs> so, like, you know, her world isn't gonna be the same. Um, she's, made, she's made enemies. Who are you? <laughs> oh, fuck, I could never do this live. <laughs> I just suddenly heard the word. Herpes. Oh, herpes. Oh, herpes. I was like, what?
1: In my head, I was like, we can never be sure if it's going to get herpes
0: again. (laughs) I missed a a big part of the story. That's why everything doesn't make sense. Now I
1: understand the story. I missed the whole herpes thing.
0: Oh, that's okay. Um, not a yeah. laughing matter. And no, no, Happy's is not a, a laughing matter at all. No. Um, so yeah. And then she runs out and then she continues to try and right these wrongs. Um, and very likely she's going to fail, but t- it's left to us. Viewers to try and figure it out. Now, if we were going to look at it from an eth- ethical perspective, which is kind of what I, um, kind of looked at, would kind of mentioned at the beginning. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I might be completely wrong here. I might be taking the wrong end of the stick, but it just made sense to me at the time. This would if we're going to use the utilitarian utilitarianism moral theory here, uh which was kind of founded by Jeremy Bentham in the 19th century, if I'm not mis- mistaken, I guess. Yep, yeah, we're talking economics now. Yes. Okay. Um it is that only the consequences of the action count in making moral judgments. Jeremy believes that all of our actions are governed by pleasure and pain. Actions are deemed morally right when they are, when they bring pleasure, more pleasure than pain to society. Now, if we're going to go by this, then everything that she was doing was completely wrong because it only benefited herself. Right. Is, am I, am I understanding that correctly? Because why
1: would we apply an economic model for making decisions in society to an action that you take when you travel in time? I mean, I, I, I can see the answer. I'm just saying it out
0: loud. Because she's doing something that benefits herself and not society. And every, and this, these actions by going back in time, by doing this, she's not making society better. She's worsening it by going back and changing things that shouldn't be changed. Right. So instead of trying to make her life better, she's not only making her life worse, but she's also making the, the, the community around her and potentially the world uh, an even a shittier place. Am um, um, I?
1: Yeah. And I, 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 I do actually agree with that. It's, it's and it's, what it is making me realise is that this is um, this is the biggest and saddest part of what Netflix has created. In that trying to do something that was uh, that had uh, uh, you know was a a story with a context and with characters that are um, extremely diverse and it's mm-hmm. inclusive, they have by mm-hmm. having a shit story inadvertently made a character that i'm going to call time psycho and (laughs) time psycho is now going to keep going through time changing things that suit her for herself yeah it seems and um it's not really something that anyone can respect or relate to because she can't seem to accept her reality maybe that is the point i don't know but it seems like a very strange character to have I mean, unless there's a sequel where she's the bad guy and someone's trying to, <laughs> I, I, I don't see so where, uh, what the fuck have they done? I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, this is why I said I have a lot of mixed feelings when mm. I told you about how mm. I felt after watching it. So there we go. That's how to not write, um, how to not write See You Yesterday. Roll credits. Man.
0: Wow. All right.
1: <laughs> when you listen back to that, you will hear you say her piece. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! All right. If you like that, hit subscribe and add it to your collection. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, all your favorite podcast apps. You can find us wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. I've been Garan. I've been Kushal. We'll see you in four. Well, maybe more. I hope not. Let's make it three. Let's make it three.